Family is everything. It's also the hardest thing. As a parent, it's our job to do our best and bring our best. But sometimes we need help. We want to add strength to your family, challenge you to grow, help when you get stuck, make you laugh, and encourage you to choose connection over the chaos. This is Coffee, Kids, and Crazy. Welcome to Coffee Kids Are Crazy. I'm Brittany Serple here with my co-host Derek Johnson, mm-hmm. and we've made it. We're we two in it. now. <laughs> it's official, it's guys. One. It's official. We <laughs> made a podcast, <laughs> and maybe somebody's listening to it. Yes. Hopefully, it's a lot of people actually. One or two of you out there mm-hmm. are really soaking this up. My right parents now. probably are. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, definitely. Faithful. We're coming to you. Listeners, oh, one. Who is two. that? Hey, wait a minute. We have a guest, some guest speakers. They just appeared onto. Ooh. Should we you flew in. You flew in all the way down the hill mm-hmm. to our <laughs> office. So let me introduce you to these guest speakers, who are some of my most favorite people ever. Um, they raised me. I'll give you that clue. So if you haven't figured it out yet, they are my parents. Oh, I thought you were going to say your foster parents. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's no. Right. That's for another podcast. <laughs> I didn't so, have great so you stories. guys know each other pretty well. Yes. Somewhat. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit familiar. We do. We are. You know, we not only are they my parents and my bosses, but they're also my roommates. Ooh. Hey. Because it sounds like enmeshment. <laughs> I know. It's getting weird. <laughs> so So somehow, you know, we all live together and it works, which is so much fun, but also um, a busy household. So there's seven of us, four adults. Um, at least we outnumber the children. We do. Well, we got them surrounded. It's true. So, um, yeah, but we're excited to have you both on here. Um, feel like we've made it because not only have we gotten to our second podcast, we've invited guests and they're, you know, world-renowned speakers and oh. authors that have somehow managed to come to our podcast, Eric. How did we, we do that? We got them here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We pulled we, some strings. We did. And we, uh, you know, got on their calendar really quickly. Oddly. Today, your your son Lincoln, yes, mm-hmm. grandson, says, "Mimi, what you need is an airplane in your room, so you can just go directly from there, and you don't have to go to the airport." <laughs> and I, I said, "Well, that makes perfect Whoa. sense." I said, "Why don't we just get a helicopter on the roof?" Yeah. And he just yeah. started giggling, like, "That is the best idea. <laughs> this is wonderful. Let's get a helicopter." Tell Lincoln to write that down. <laughs> yes, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. That Life goals. Yeah, sell that to Elon Musk or something. Was so. he in his Captain America uniform Absolutely. while yeah. saying this? Probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, that kid! I love him dearly, though. I feel like you should explain why I'm the short stick on this. Oh, that's right. So for our listeners, you may not know this, but we also record the podcast. So, so there's some video happening. So at the it's same like time. a vlog. So yes. it's like on YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the channel? Is it for Loving on Purpose? It yeah. is a Loving on Purpose. Boom. So on purpose, we are strategically um, and shortest to tallest today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, like but you're out of place. So normally yes. you're the shortest. I would be on the edge. But today, because uh, my dad is on crutches, he's sitting yeah. down, resting. Yeah. Um, but he wouldn't miss it because I'm his daughter. So, you know, committed. Commitment. So if you're watching, it looks kind of funny because he's sitting down. But it looks like I could be sitting down too, I'm sure. That's true. Mm-hmm. Danny and I had a foot race and Danny lost. Yes. Yes. So yes. lost Three-legged race. And didn't I lost the foot. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. 
You want to jump into our, our coffee segment, if you will? Yes. So one of the one of the things we love to do is talk about um, either what we're reading or what we're learning because uh, one of the crucial facts of being a parent or a spouse or just a human being is, is figuring out how to take care of ourselves. and uh, With coffee. And with some coffee. <laughs> yes. Needed. Particularly. Mm -hmm. That's how I start every morning mm. is coffee first and then kids second. Uh, just for their <laughs> sake. Keeps them safe. That's yes, how hold I, on a second. Yeah. Um, so, with that in mind, what are you guys? What are you reading, or what are you learning? What's kind of the? What's been the? What's been the thing you've been going to um, recently for strength? The Bible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I assume you're talking about like anything grabbing stuff that's. It's nourishing. Neat. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have a couple things. I mean, I that's just, a good one for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I would <laughs> say there's a, a pretty steady diet of scripture one way or another, whether, you know, there, I have a, a friend who sends me a verse or 20 mm -hmm. every day. <laughs> every day. This guy's the most faithful person I've ever met. I'll be in New Zealand and bring There you go. Like, wow, it must be morning in Texas. <laughs> and uh, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, I, I think probably the, I'll just say I got three books going. Uh, the 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Mm, I just read that. Yeah. Uh, it's, and changed my life. Super, so. super good yeah. stuff. And, um, and then The Seven Decisions by Andy Andrews, which was... Uh, you know, he was homeless for a while, and he really learned a bunch of stuff while he was homeless. That's pretty powerful. And then another one is uh, the ten signs of a leadership crash. That's intense. And it's uh, by Stephen Mansfield. That's it's a short book. It's like a ninety-nine cent download on Amazon, but it, it was just like okay, uh, probably comes from. Uh, interacting with uh, world leaders, you know, powerful, huge responsibility leaders, and he mm -hmm. said, you know, 100% of the time, these things show up. Wow. Pay attention, guys. Mm -hmm. Gals. Everybody. Uh, it's uh, a good thing. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So, that'd be... So, even from that, was there like a, like a specific little one nugget, maybe from that book, that was, uh, hey, leaders, look out for this one, or... Uh, I think one of them is don't get separated from your own message or heart. Like the orga organization gets so much momentum, so mm -hmm. much uh, attention. There's so many things that you have to focus on that you that in order to stay successful, you start doing what people want instead of doing who you are. Wow. And he said yeah. 100% of the guys end up in a ditch left who they were to mm. pour their life into what it took to keep the thing going. Mm. Wow. wow. That's, That's amazing. Good. Yeah. Important. I'm really glad you're paying attention. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as an employee of yours, I'm really, really thankful. <laughs> Thanks for reading that book. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really helping us. It's well, Sherry, what about you? What's what's been the what's been the go-to lately? I've been thinking about the difference between um, discouragement and despair, you know, mm -hmm. and the and the shield of faith we have with the Lord. And I, I was sharing about it uh, this morning, even at Jesus Culture. But the the idea of I have a shield, and in 
in a battle, I can use that shield to deflect things that are far away. Mm. I don't have to wait till they're up close. Mm. And so if I feel discouraged about something, that's, that's, that's a way for me to see my enemy approaching from far away and do something about it before I get into despair and hopelessness. Yeah. So I, I just been thinking a lot about the, the way, I don't want to use my shield and beat it off when it gets close yeah. to me. Like, oh my gosh, I, it's subtle sometimes. Yeah. We don't realize, oh, I feel discouraged right now. Mm-hmm. And that should be a sign to me that I need more of Jesus. Yeah. I need more yeah. connection. I need more of God in my life because the two can't coexist. So instead of getting like, oh, no, I'm so discouraged. Oh, this is a sign. This should help me. Let's take care of this before I get into hopelessness or despair. And so that's kind of where I've been at around anything, whether it's kids or, Mm -hmm. you know, life or money or whatever it is. It's like, oh, I want to notice it when it's far away so I can take care of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. It's funny because I think it has taken, I'm still learning it all the time, but I'm like, why did it take so long for me to figure out yeah. that this emotion is some kind of an indicator? <laughs> this is a window. Going on? Right, like what's the oh, problem? This is my Something's warning sign. wrong. Oil light. What's going on? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like those emotions arise frequently with my 13-year-old. Mm. In her or you? Oh, I'm probably both of us. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But I would say she's developed them in a way that I was like, oh, I was hoping that would stay at bay a little bit longer. The other other day, Brittany said, uh, Delaney kept talking, and Brittany goes, Mom, why are you laughing? Why do you keep laughing? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, right. I know exactly why she's laughing. It sounds very familiar, some of the words that she's giving you right now. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not chuckling out loud. I'm like, (laughs) Every time I think of my 13-year-old, I just want to pray for all the parents out there that have a 13-year-old. Say, I'm with you. A lot going on right there. I'm praying for you as well as myself. So, you know. Compassion. Mm -hmm. But my favorite uh, revelation of a toddler or of a teenager is that the only difference between a teenager and a toddler is what, Dad? Body hair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Because they all throw tantrums. (laughs) You just kept picking up and moving. That's incredible. There's no difference. So, you know, you talk about Lucy, Uh and I'll talk about Delaney, and I'll be like, hey, they're almost the same. We can have a play date, you know? See, I do feel like there's there's a part of it's a little bit easier. Like, I, I was just traveling, and I came home with a little stuffed owl, mm-hmm. and that was it. Like, one or over. But i got to figure out what the version of that is for a 13-year-old mm-hmm. girl. It's a stuffed so. Corvette. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Full of gas. Ready Good, to go. yeah, okay. I don't Good. know. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to need that. <laughs> not at 13. What advice are you giving over that? <laughs> that is not, that's not true. It's lip gloss. That's yeah, okay. the secret. For yeah. at least a girl. I don't know about a 13-year-old boy. I'm not there yet. Start but. buying it in right now. Yeah. Let's get ready. Oh, man. Well, I was um, just listening to the JC album, which I love, the new one that was just released. I don't know all the facts to it, but I do know that some of my favorite artists are on there, yes. and it is super fun to have a home church that's got all these powerful people that are just passionate about the Lord and, and bringing heaven to earth. So, Derek, since you're on that album, that's right. can you tell Cameo. us a little what? bit about it? What? Yeah, so the new album is called um, Living with a Fire and actually came out at the very end of August, mm-hmm. it was August 31st. So um, it's been out for a little bit now, but I have a new song on there called Beautiful Day, mm-hmm. um, I heard that which song. is, yeah, yeah it's, well, the cool thing about that song is it's, um, I've had the chance now to go out and read it at a few conferences and just yeah. hear people respond to it. 
And um, so it's always amazing, I think, with our albums. Number one, that's the thing I always say. It's like it is such a privilege that we get to um, kind of mine out these songs with the Lord and then get to lead them in congregations. And and I've been getting such cool feedback um, from people on social media just saying, you know, how... Mm -hmm how touched they're being um, by these songs and how it's speaking to them in this season, which is kind of amazing because there is always this um, yeah. thing that the Lord's doing where he releases a message in a season, he releases yeah. songs in a season, mm -hmm. and um, and we don't know that. I mean, I don't know that when we're writing them. Yeah. It just feels like we're just trying to lean into it. But on the other side of releasing the songs and, and hearing people's response, we really know, like, man, the Lord had a plan for these songs. So, awesome. yeah, it's been awesome. Um, super excited to have this one out. We recorded it at our home conference. Oh, so nice. this is like our our people, our church, mm -hmm. um, in there worshiping with us in these songs, which I think just makes it carry something even more totally. special. So It's so um, predictable, so classic that throughout history, Worship, the songs of worship uh, encapsulate the culture and the message of heaven to earth. As you yeah. just go back through time, you can see what the people's response is to what it yeah. is to heaven, to who God is yeah. and how they're experiencing him. So these songs are doing exactly the same thing. They're yeah. just putting on display this time in eternity. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah, there's such a prophetic nature to the songs. I, I, I was even telling someone that... Uh, my song, Beautiful Day, I'm like, well, I love that other people are resonating with it because yeah. it felt like a prophetic message to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, like there was a part of that where the Lord was speaking personally to me. And so, um, but yeah, I just love seeing that be released out there and, and hear other people yeah, respond. So and Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. I did so run much. into Nate, um, who was talking about going on tour. So does that mean you're going on tour as well soon? I'm, I'm traveling a ton through October, but... Okay. Um, the tours, with, uh, they'll with, be out there. They'll be out there. They're okay. out there for like a month. So yeah. they're right. hitting the road all through October. So people can yeah. hop on East Jesus Coast Culture and find all those states. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. Yes. Yes. It's fun Anytime. stuff. Fun stuff. All right. So um, this is where we get in and talk about questions that have come in. And I strategically picked this question when you guys were here. Mm -hmm. Maybe because... I thought it would be great for you to give me some wisdom. <laughs> it is, um, I wanted to pick one that was a, a teen question um, because I am at the beginning of the teens. And, um, you know, so I've walked through parents and this and that with uh, teenagers and youth group. But uh, the reality is that uh, there's a lot ahead of me and I don't know what it is. And... Delaney will. That's a comforting feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Can't wait. So, um, but yeah, so we got this question. So bear with me because it's, um, it's a little bit long, but I will uh, do my best here. First off, basically, these parents are um, huge fans of both of you. They love you. They love the oh. Loving Your Kids on Purpose Hello. book. They just adore all that you've done, and they really want that culture in their home. But they have a situation with their son who's 18 years old, which right there we're really on kind of more the adult. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So um, it's even more out of the teen years, which I'm not even close to that. So, again, so grateful you're here. Um, so their son, who's 18, has been hanging out with kind of the wrong set of friends and smoking pot. He doesn't seem to see that there's a problem with it. Um, he says it makes him feel better. So he's very strong-willed. He's very smart. 
um, tall, just in case we need you to know. Um, and loving and kind. He's handsome. That's another really great Scroll thing. Parents the love him. They do. They love it. They are just like, I, I love, I mean, this is, this is a, a parent's heart right here. It's like, my kid is not being awesome right now, but let me tell you all the things. But he is he, beautiful. He is awesome. He's awesome in other ways. So, um, Pretty much, they're just really struggling with what to do as he makes poor decisions and, um, you know, he's not completely disobedient and that he's still following the rules of coming home at the curfew that they've set, but he is an adult and he is choosing to not have the best choices um, that are starting to affect them. But again, he's being respectful by not smoking at the house or near it, um, but he is still doing that and kind of headed down that road. So, you know, they are obviously like any parent would, praying for revelation for him, but they're also so scared and sad. So what would you say to Monique and Marcus, um, who've got this um, boy that's tall and handsome, and maybe he's single, I don't know if this is a shout out to, to that as well, but um, that are obviously hurting, but want to do this well with their child that enters into adulthood. Well, I would say that you're one of the lucky ones. Um, because usually this scenario has lots of disrespect, uh, lots of irresponsibility, lots of broken connection, um, criminal behavior, and uh, what feels like your precious son or daughter is just falling down a cliff and you can do nothing but watch. So in this case, it at least sounds like there's some connection. This boy is, is managing himself to protect the connection that he can uh, while he goes out and does you know dumb stuff. But I, you know, as a parent, you really have no control over the dumb stuff that people bring into their lives. Uh, like, like the spouse that they choose one day, is not going to be on your list. You know, it's not like there's not a catalog that you get to ship a spouse to your child. <laughs> That's probably illegal. <laughs> you know, this and and so it's it, it very much ends up where you are you are now protecting your connection with your son, your daughter primarily. That's your that is your primary function as an adult to adult relationship is you are protecting your connection with them. You are managing next to none of their behaviors. Those days are behind you. Uh, that's why it became so important that you invested the, the ability for them to manage themselves. Because there's coming this day, this day is upon you where they must now figure out how to manage themselves in all their freedoms, all their opportunities, all their resources and relationships while they have this excellent resource called a parent who they're connected to and that they love and they're going to manage themselves to protect that relationship as much as possible. So uh, right now it's smoking pot. That's the big threat. But at some point it could be, you know, we don't want to get our kids vaccinated. Uh, we want to live on top of a mountain. Uh, we are moving to Vietnam, uh, whatever. I mean, there's just so many ways to scare a parent with adult decisions mm. and the parent very much lives inside of the context that the other person's creating even if it's uh, 
uh, scary for you to hang on. Hmm. Uh, how many children do you have? Well, it sounds like they have a, another child at home as well. So, uh, you know, how do you navigate those healthy boundaries and have another child that's younger in the house without feeling like, you know, you're creating different rules for different kids? Or can you do that? Yeah, it's, uh, it is very much the adult line. Uh, but you do, you know, because this young man wants to protect his relationship with the parents and he has the respect of, okay, I won't smoke pot in your house. I won't, you know, bring it to your house. I don't know if you live in a state where it's legal or illegal or whatever's going on there, but um, the, the kids who are home watching, you're saying, uh, I need your help, son or daughter. I need your help to keep them within the, the boundaries that I set for you, that you've decided to leave now that you're an adult. Well, they are not an adult, so I need your help. You can help me and you can help our connection by reinforcing the boundaries that are still here because the, your, your sister's 14. She's got four years to go before she has that option that doesn't blow up our house. Because if I have a 15-year-old that's smoking pot in my house and bringing pot into my house and all the consequences of that, uh, you have helped blow up my relationship with your sister, mm. which in fact helps blow up your relationship mm. with me. Yeah. Oh. I remember going, when we first started changing our parenting style, and you were test child number one. Yes, yeah. I was. <laughs> the first pancake. Yeah. First pancake. <laughs> mm. I feel like I got a second chance at that, and I got to go back on the, the skillet. And, Somebody in Australia said, oh, the first pancake. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Oh, I'm feeling yeah. that. <laughs> well, I'm short and beautiful, so no. not even shaped like Mickey. Brown, very easy. I remember listening and trying to, to to learn new skills, and if it's clunky at first, but one of the things that would drive me back to to keep trying, you know, educating, educating, and changing the style of parenting to you need to learn how to control yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that I would tell people over and over is you have to see beyond right here. Yeah. You have to see mm -hmm. beyond this child in front of you that's little, that's out mm -hmm. of control and all of that. You have to look right. way down the road and think, because control is just an illusion. It's just yeah. smoke and mirrors. It is not really true. You cannot control <coughs> another person. You, when they're little, of course, you can pick them up and move them and all of that. But as we get older and older, we have to control ourselves. So catching that vision of down the road, all I have, I, I would say all the time, my goal in life is to get my children to fall madly in love with me so that when we're older, they'll never move out. They won't, they, <laughs> yeah. no. Or you invite us to move <laughs> yes, in with you. Yeah. No. Is that, like, that's what I have. What I really have with you is our love for one another, not control or rules. And those things are, like, this is a, a case where somebody is new to the material and they have an older child. And don't despair. Again, that's, this is where you are. And you can still change and grow and, and, and work on all of that. But one of the reasons why you look down the road is because you're going to be in this one spot. I remember talking to this lady in another country, actually, and she, she was telling me, my teenager is sneaking out of the house. He's smoking pot. He's doing all the stuff. He's pierced his nose, his eyebrow. His, you know, he's all these things. He's a mohawk, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever was going on at the time. <laughs> 
And uh, when I said, well, how is your connection with your teenage son? Mm -hmm. She said, we don't have one. And she started crying. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the biggest problem you have right now. Totally. And even the, the people we're talking about today, they have a, an older child. But still connection, like, like Danny just said, that is, that's what you fix. That's what you go after. Yeah. And you keep going after it. And don't be discouraged. And just don't look at what's right in front of you. you look beyond it. Mm -hmm. And things do change. They turn around yes. all the time. Yeah. You will never be sad that you protected your connection. Yeah. Yeah. And you will generally be sad that you prioritize something else over your connection. Yeah. I, um, I met with a, a woman um, the other day uh, from our coaching stuff, and uh, she has a 17-year-old son and um, struggling with different things, but really it was came back down to connection. And um, one of the things I remember you telling me, Mom, was, um, you know, when you've got that kid that's got the mohawk, blue hair, pierced, who knows what, everywhere, and then they're just disrespectful, and you're trying to figure out, I do love you, though I am so hurt by you, so I want distance because I'm trying to protect myself, you know. And I remember you saying something like, look at that, that child and see that five-year-old little boy or girl that just thinks that you hung the moon, you know. Yeah. And if you can't find you know, that place of, I want to fight for connection, I want to go in and I'm just going to love you and fight for this, you know, in the midst of what they're showing you. You just mm -hmm. kind of go past that, look at that little boy or girl and, and remember that. And that's, you just pour into that until you can face the blue-haired mohawk <laughs> and be like, oh, I do love you so much and I'm going to fight for this. <laughs> I'm going to move in. I am. And so <laughs> I told this one because she's just so disconnected and you know, my heart was just so broken for her and, and just this pain that she's in. And I said, go find your favorite photo of your son as a little boy. And you just put that in front of you and you call out who he is and you, so you, you just, yourself. you just tell so yourself, good. I love this boy. I said, cause no one will love them greater than you right. other than Papa God. But right here on this planet, mm -hmm. it's you and him and you chase after that. And so I just remember that, that yeah. you told me. Which that was I, good advice. I know Absolutely. you're so smart. <laughs> you're so smart, and I just knew what you were talking about. I just say what you guys say I all the time. To do that probably. Probably not with me. <laughs> no, I didn't have a blue mohawk or hair no, or no. pierce. So, and I was the first pancake. So I had a rough yeah. season in the beginning. I have matured <laughs> since then. But well, one of the things that uh, this made me think of was, uh, and I love hearing this story, like I was this kid. Yeah. And so oh, I, I mean, I'm. you turned out. Yeah, right, I turned out okay. Because you're tall. You're I'm tall. tall. <laughs> and I was doing my thing. I, I did it, okay? It was all there. Um, but even just to encourage these parents, like as, as much anxiety as that this whole situation probably fills you with, it was also in that season when I was kind of rebelling and just trying to figure out my, my own way that the Lord really came and started to speak to me. And, mm -hmm. So it was in the, I, I, I remember uh, smoking pot and, and having the Lord just come and say, hey, you're, you're so much better than this. You're mm -hmm. created for more. And so th although it was a scary season and my parents were freaking out oh, yeah. and praying over me constantly, but, um, but literally this was, this was a space where I found Jesus to be my Savior and, and, and my Redeemer. And so um, that there is absolute hope in, in the mm -hmm. Lord as, as you're, um, leaning in and, and praying over your son, like the Lord's also after His heart, and, yeah. Um, yeah. and so you have to trust in that as well. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, it is good. So yes, we just pray for this home. Yeah, yeah. all that connection flood on in. Yes. So. Talk 
Watch him when he's sleeping. When he's <laughs> doesn't know you're coming, Holy Spirit. <laughs> All right. Well, now we're going to slide into uh, to the crazy section okay. of, of oh. this podcast. This is where you guys get to. To tell us all of the different war war scars you have from those parenting times, um, but maybe censored because I am here and sure. I'm going to yeah. be staying here. You can talk so. about your other kids. Yeah, on this one. You, they're you not spare here. Brittany on this one. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, obviously, the heart behind this is just to encourage people who are in those some of those their hardest days, yeah. their hardest, mm-hmm. the most challenging. Like I need to escape this house right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were what were some of the craziest things that happened when you guys were in whatever season but in in the you know kids were home they were living with you things were a little funky and wild and and crazy and then how did you get out of that yeah or what did you do that didn't make you feel like you were drowning Mm -hmm. i i remember uh i I stayed at home with, with the kids mostly and i remember just thinking i am handing out crackers all day long. This is my life. I'm just going to hand out crackers. And there'll be snot on my shoulder for the rest of my life. Snot and crackers. And I could wipe my nose on your shoulder right now if you'd like. And I mean, there were some challenges <laughs> for me. Crackers. I felt like I was really driven to do something outside of the home. And so I was constantly trying to figure out how do you have it all? You know, you mm-hmm. can have it all. You're, you know, powerful woman and nowadays you can it's just you know you can do whatever you want but I remember thinking I just can't have it all at once Mm. and to give myself a break like what's happening right now in front of me and I think more than ever today there's a lot of working moms that work in environments that allow you know nowadays that they they'll let them go home they'll let family first and, mm-hmm. and and if you're not in one of those situations I would go find it because it's out yeah. there but yeah. but being able to flex around the family and still bring Brittany used to say when we moved to Reading she said you're going to get a job right because you're just way calmer <laughs> when you have a job <laughs> quit organizing us if you clean out the closet one more time we're going to go crazy but I think one of the challenges on top of that probably which is a bigger challenge was Staying connected, the two of us, mm-hmm. and you know, in the middle of, you know, you got all this stuff going on. Someone's sick. Someone's got soccer. You know, someone's goat is, you know, the chickens got out. Whatever's <laughs> happening is wild, and and then you you're so focused on out there that you're not paying attention to this, or maybe you had an argument. And you don't even attend to it for a long time because you're just, and so just trying to figure out how to stay connected was probably our biggest, in my mind, our biggest struggle. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think probably as a young parent, just growing was learning to create a plan Hmm. for what I was going to do with me when they did that thing. (laughs) That thing. That thing. (laughs) Whatever it was. I mean, because it went from... uh, you know, not not cooperating, not doing a chore, not you know picking up this or that, or you know whose job is Scraping it to take out the trash? Vehicle. You know, it's mm-hmm. been your job for two years. I think you know whose job is it tonight? Uh, the you know, do we hit each other? Do we not hit each other? Uh, the 
your bedtime. Oh, look at you, look at you. You're out here. Your bed is in there. Uh, all those things. I just didn't have a plan for it. Uh, and so I was always kind of taken off guard and uh, felt like getting angry and pushy and demanding was the solution to you know, essentially intimidate. Mm. And uh, so as soon as I realized that my goal really was more around being prepared, okay, what am I going to do with me? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Oh, look at you. You're out here, and it's after bedtime. Do you want something to do? Yeah. Is that why you're out here? Is that why I see you? You want me to put you to work? Or were you headed back to bed right now? That's what I'm going to do with me. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm kind of going, gosh, I hope they get up tonight. <laughs> this is going to be so fun. And so that was always the probably the, the young parent or the parent with young kids um, hurdle or l- learning objective. The thing that made me craziest of fastest is when my kids did something off the script. And the script Which was, was constantly. Yeah, the script is you obey me at all times <laughs> in every situation. That's the. Script. I don't remember going off script ever. They're so, so good at ad libbing. Yeah. It's amazing. Totally. That's all they do. Let's totally. improvise. This is yeah. something you didn't see coming. You know. Like, okay. Yeah. So learning to have a plan, and then as you get older and older, pretty soon you you have less plans because you start to realize, oh, this is all the same thing. It's me managing me. It's not me managing you. And uh, as soon as I learned to manage myself, then uh, helping you manage yourself becomes even more easy. Yeah. Great advice. That's good. Well, one thing I'd always wonder, because for me, Becky and I, we've essentially, before we were parents, we were hearing the language of what you guys have developed and Mm -hmm. a lot of the love and logic tools. But I had always wondered what was... What caused the change? What what made you guys enter a season where you're like, we, we need tools, and then it how, was did Levi. You, how did you get there? Yeah, it, <laughs> it was Levi, totally. <laughs> I, at the time, I was a foster care social worker, and mm-hmm. I, uh, so we were taking wards of the court, that, which means these are not your children, and putting them in homes, really great Christian homes, but Christian parents really did not know what to do except threaten to hurt them, right? That's how I raised my wonderful family, was I threatened to hurt them all the time. And if you don't do what I say, I hurt you. And if you don't do it when I say it, I hurt you. And so the script is, you obey me all the time, or I hurt you. So those were the the, the parenting skills that these great foster parents had, but it's illegal. It's yeah. illegal. You go to not jail. You're going to jail. If you go to, you're going to jail if you hurt somebody else's children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or so, your own. And those kids mm-hmm. kind of look at you and go, "Bring it on!" You're never going to do to me what I'm used to. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't work. So now all of a sudden I am in a scramble, and I, I learned really from another successful foster parent. Um, I went to her house and she had uh, 13 foster children. Wow. All of them were diagnosed with attachment disorder. Wow. Which wow. is off wow. the hook. I mean, these kids, these kids got a story. And she had a peaceful homeschool. 
situation mm -hmm. with all 13 of these kids. I was, we should I have was, her on our show, Derek. <laughs> so I was watching what her, did she do? and I said, <laughs> okay, okay, you have my full attention. Yeah. Yoda, teach me. <laughs> show me your so ways. That's exactly what happened. She went to work teaching me stuff and hooked me up to the Love and Logic Institute, and I learned a ton from them, and as soon as I did, I couldn't wait to tell everybody I knew. So I was mm -hmm. teaching in schools and churches, uh, parenting groups, teacher groups, everywhere we could go. We were we were helping our whole community learn how to protect the connection and chase fear out of the relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I blame Levi, but really we all know that it was probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Levi's not here, so There's I'm just a big gap between Brittany and I know. Levi's like, oh no. It's not Levi's fault. <laughs> it's not Levi's fault. Uh, <laughs> That was amazing. Well, thank you guys so much, Danny and Sherry, for being on the podcast. I can say personally that because of the word connection, I'm still married, and, yeah. uh, and, my, and my kids are safe because I don't yellow truck them all the time. So um, your guys' tools and the stuff that you guys articulate is, is incredible and totally rocked our world. So, um, But yes, thank you guys for jumping on the podcast. Mm -hmm. so fun mm -hmm. to hear. I wanted to just talk to Danny for like 40 minutes about grilling tips so he uh, could, you know, skill me. Yeah. So we'll you might need your own those. podcast, Dad. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what I keep hearing. Grill, grill tips with Danny. Grill side. Yes, yes. Pastor Slick. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. All right, well, until next time, this has been Coffee, Kids, and Crazy. See you guys. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard and want more resources, make sure you check out the lovingonpurpose.com website along with jesusculture.com.